1: What would you like the power to do?
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hey Santa, you could win in Apco's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, Apco Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. Apco's Cash for Chrissy. On now at Apco. Popham has about a 10-meter lead. It is Raimondi of Italy, who's charging home hard. Crypak is coming as well. 25 metres oh left God. to swim for Popham. The world record is going to go, you sense, but it's 15 metres. It's Popham against the time, and it's Popham against Italy. He's got five metres left to swim. He has been loyal, shout, and fierce. It's a world record. Goal to Australia. They've done it again. They certainly have what a moment last night. Uh, the men's four by 100 metre freestyle relay, and it was gold to Australia in a world record time. Rowan Cruthers led us off and got a monstrous lead. Will Martin, Matt Levy uh, were able to maintain it, and then Ben Popham brought it home in that world record time to beat Italy and the Ukraine. And we've been uh, we're lucky enough to be joined by the man who got it all started. Uh, Rowan Crothers has already got a gold to his name. Night one, he won gold in the men's 50 metre free in the S10 classification. He was just 0.05 outside a world record in that. And on night four, a silver medal in the men's 100 metre freestyle in the S10. So he's had an incredible Paralympics and he's been good enough to jump on the phone with us. Rowan, hello, mate. Hey, mate. How are you? Oh, look, I'm I'm okay, but I couldn't uh, claim to be anywhere near as good as I'm sure you are right now.
0: Oh, look, I am absolutely on cloud nine right now. Like this has been, without a doubt, the best week of my life. Like all these amazing medals and everything coming through. That's all cool. But all these wonderful, just heartfelt messages that I've had from so many supporters of like kids that have disabilities and cerebral palsy saying that they've been inspired to get out there and do things now and exercise and just find stuff that they enjoy. Like that that's just been such a special thing and Besides that, it's just been a hell of a week.
1: I, um, I remember seeing you on night one, um, before we talk more about last night's race, but... I really felt like when I saw the way you responded to your gold medal on night one, I thought that's a tone setter and night one really was a tone setter in a lot of ways, a lot of golds on day one uh, in the pool. It was fantastic as well, but to see you celebrate your goal at uh, your gold UFC style, getting up on the lane rope, Conor McGregor would have been uh, very, very proud of how you celebrated that gold, to the, almost to the shock of your competitors in either lane. And, You fell back into the pool. It was an awesome celebration, mate, and I thought that's the tone setter for the rest of the Paralympics. Just take us through that moment because that was sheer and unbridled enthusiasm, excitement, and celebration.
0: Yeah, so the 50 freestyle isn't my main event. My main event's the 100. So a lot of the 50 we said was just about Blossing out the cobwebs, you know, get up, have fun, just enjoy that excitement, and then get ready for the next one. So we didn't expect for me to be swimming anywhere near that fast. And to come back through and back it up with the win that night, that was just like, we would have been happy placing eighth in that race, honestly, let alone first. So we were just totally thrilled and over the moon. And honestly, when you break, and you know, you get a gold medal, you're a Paralympic champion, like, what else are you going to do but get up and celebrate, right? um, That was just all the emotions taking control and such a happy moment and such a joyous moment for me, for sure.
1: I was reading an interview that you did. It must have been the interview you did after it, when obviously, and Ben had won a goal that night, and you and he are best mates. And, I, and, and to hear you talk about the fact that that night to you felt like a night that could be so critical in helping to inspire the next generation of Paralympians, just like Peter Leake, Ellie Cole and Matthew Crowdery did for you when they were at Beijing and a heap of other of the competitors. Um, does that still feel the same to you now? And, and how important um, for, for Paralympics future are those nights? Well, I think that it, it's
0: extremely important, right? So Beijing was the catalyst for me 12 years ago, and Brisbane 2032 is in 11 years' time. Like, it, it's, you know, I have no doubt that there's young kids out there with disabilities or even kids without disabilities that have just said, wow, this mm. like, these guys are awesome, they're getting up, they're just loving it and having fun, so I'm going to get up and have fun and do something too. Like, it, it's really amazing that we have that opportunity and we have that platform to do what we love, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're just splashing around in the pool. We're just doing it really quickly, but it's, you know, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that I've had all these wonderful messages from parents and kids that have said that they now want to get up and do something too.
1: And I want to speak about your journey into the pool, but last night, um you're a night on or a day on, and to be able to do what you're able to do with the guys you're able to do it with, it was a really special uh, performance, but it was a, a comprehensive one as well. I mean, I suppose you never expect to dominate the way that you did, but were you guys taken aback, especially after your leg, at just how you were able to put them in the rear view as quickly as you did and then just maintain that to the very end?
0: Yeah, so the thing with the relays, which is actually extremely exciting with the Paralympic ones, is that there's so much strategy involved. The way it works is for last night, it's 34 points. So you have your classifications from one to ten for physical impairments and there are the ones that you can use in the relay. So you have some countries that will use say one ten, two nines, and then a six. I think that thirty four, yep, and then we used a ten, nine, eight, seven, you have two nines and two eights. There's so much math and all of these different classes have different times. So you really have no idea who's going to be winning until the very end. Um, a lot of our strategy going into this relay was, say, all right, we're going to put our two fastest swimmers in first and second and just start the race leading and then hold on to that lead for as much as we can. And uh safe to say that went pretty well, but it was very close. And, you know, we may have broken, we may have broken that world record, but Italy touching second, they broke the world record as well. Like, there's some serious world-class swimming coming up, and the standard's just getting better and better.
1: We're speaking to Rowan Crothers on the Sporting Capital. Two golds and a silver at uh, the Tokyo Paralympics so far. And uh, one of the great stories among many great stories at these Paralympics. So, Rowan, what? I'm so glad that you mentioned that the classing and the grading of these events. And I often feel like Paralympics are, can be as inspiring as they are. They're also really educational, which I think is such an important part of it. And explain for those who aren't aware. So you swim in the S10 Category uh, predominantly, what does S10 uh, mean? Yeah, so S1
0: through to S10, they're all for physical disabilities S1 is the most severe impairment and S10 is the least It's typically in terms of say for an S10 you may be missing a hand or you may have some coordination difficulties and other various stuff. Basically you go through a test And they give you a whole bunch of different points based on all these exercises. And then they put you in the water and they see how you go in the water. And they try and use all this to estimate how able you are and then put you in a category based on that overall point score. So I'm a 10. Will, who went second, he's a 9. And then Matt Levy, he's a 7. And then Ben coming home at the end, he's an 8. We're all higher class athletes. We also have some men on the team like Grant Patterson or Studer and then Ahmed Kelly, who are very much more on the lower end, um, towards S four, S three. Uh, but we're all, we're all athletes. We're all really hard workers, and mm. we may have our impairments and our disabilities, but that doesn't take away from, you know, just how serious and just
1: how professional we have to be to get up there and give it our best shot. So, mate. My- Beautifully said, by the way. So you um, were born, I believe, 15 weeks premature. And through that, uh, there were uh, some complications that developed. And what were the ramifications for you from the moment that you were born, uh, having that 15 weeks premature birth?
0: Yeah, so I was born, as you said, 15 weeks premature, so 25 weeks. Uh, Mum and Dad like to say that I weighed less than a bag of sugar. And dad can get his wedding ring all the way up around my ankle, up towards my knee. Wow. And you look at how like, you've got the size of a wedding ring, that's pretty pretty small. Um so there were issues with having stunted growth that thankfully didn't pan out because I'm six foot five. Um and like I think I'm the second tallest in the team here, which is pretty funny. Um but besides that, um I suffered brain damage, uh, and that brain damage is cerebral palsy. Um, and that gives me a lot of coordination issues and basically it just messes up my brain's ability to communicate with the rest of my body. Um, The big way that comes out in the pool is with my kick. So I'll try to kick in the pool and I'll tell my legs to move up and down, but they'll look like spaghetti and they'll just be all over the shop. Um, Thankfully, I I started swimming as a form of therapy. So when I was a lot younger, I struggled so much with walking and talking and getting around and doing anything. Um, But I had the most amazing parents that didn't just throw me in the pool, but they also single-handedly put, alongside the help of some charities, sorry, they put me through upwards of 12 to 14 hours of hands-on therapy every single day to make sure that I could learn to do everything by myself and to do it to the best of my ability. And I'm so thankful that I've got, you know, such an amazing mum and dad for all of that.
1: Um, that's extraordinary, and I think, and it, what the, what, the, what I love about that, mate, and I'm sure that there'll be people listening to it now who are really connecting with that, and and you might have just answered a question for them in their own situation with their own kids or their own life about what are so some of the things that might I might be able to do to help uh, my child or myself uh, with a similar disability uh, or or you know like the like that you've had so. Um, and I'm sure you don't underestimate that, but um, it it can be so powerful and and helpful to the broader community as well, just by hearing you talk through it. So, how when did you when did you when did when did it stop being a therapy and start being uh, a pursuit? When did you start to think you know what I I think I might have something here and uh, and I want to actually compete and I want to actually push this as far as I possibly can. So that was.
0: Almost literally the day that I was channel flicking in 2008 and I saw the Beijing Paralympics and I was like, wow, like every kid knows the Paralympics exists, but I thought it was only for kids in wheelchairs or kids that were missing limbs. Yeah, I didn't know that it was also an opportunity for someone that may have had a disability that is harder to see. Um, so it was really when I first saw that, that I was like, wow, Mum and dad, these guys, they're just like me, but they're older. I could get up and I could do that too. Um, and said, you know, sign me up and let me chase for it. And they they went along with that. I think one thing that going back to the relay makes that really special is most kids that have disabilities going through school, especially if they're milder impairments. Uh, they Like I got bullied so much in all of the school sports days that happened, like, if we're playing dodgeball, I'd be picked last, and all the kids in the other team would target me and everything because I'm the easy one to hit out. So, I hated team sports as a kid. But coming here, like going through like more elite sport, getting onto the Australian team, and now being part of you know one of the most prestigious teams in Paralympic history, and that four by one relay and breaking the record like that just means so much more to me, and it means so much to the other guys as well not just because of how great of an achievement it is, but because of where we've all come from.
1: Jeez, mate, that's very powerful. That's, that's very, very powerful to hear. Um, sorry, I'm getting a bit uh, chucked up here, that, that that's for your experience uh, as a kid, which should not be anybody's experience. Um, and to hear how much it meant for you last night to be a part of a team and a successful team, which you didn't feel like you were able to do as a kid, um, I, I can only ima- I mean, I can only just imagine um, how beautiful a moment that must have felt for you, and and how full circle that must have felt. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Yeah, we're all like we're all really close mates, and one of our little mantras on the team is our team is our family, and I think there is a special bond between the four of us that were on that relay team now, and I know we're going to be lifelong mates. But I'm lifelong mates with the entire swim team. spend all this time traveling and competing but it's not just the competitions it's the training camps as well it's the competitions inside of australia where we are trying to qualify for things like the thing that was really difficult for me this year about 11 weeks ago we had our trials for the paralympics and i missed out on qualifying by 0.05 0.07 and 0.08 of a second it's about a quarter of the time that it takes to blink And when I missed out on that in all of my events, I sat on the side of the pool and I just cried. And I cried for about half an hour, 40 minutes, because I was so crushed. And like this opportunity meant everything to me. And two of the swimmers that came to my side and sat with me for that entire time were Ben Popham, who is my best friend in the world, and Ellie Cole, who is not just one of my best friends in the world, but also one of those athletes that inspired me to first join the team and yeah uh,
1: and and you were uh, and then so what was able to occur for you to um to make sure that you was that a bit of a catalyst to make sure that in the 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 the, the next events that you were in that you you I suppose that you made sure that you qualified did, did that have an impact
0: so i just missed out because i had to do an international trip for a classification thing Um, and coming home, I had two weeks of quarantine, so I wasn't super fit going into it and thankfully the selection panel took that into account, which is why I ultimately ended up on the team. Uh, But I think the thing with not just sport, but a lot of stuff in life in general is that those really hard moments and the moments where you're beaten down the most are the ones that are catalysts and the ones that do inspire the greatest change. So I spent 36 hours thinking about every single thing I could have done better and I could have done differently to be a faster athlete, and then being told that oh Rowan you are in the team now meant I already knew what I could change and what I could do better, and we just put all that into practice, and then on the day you know it worked out.
1: That that is Herculean, mate, to 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 miss and feel like I've missed, and then to to have the 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 team understand the situation. Include you in the squad, and for you to be now a dual gold medalist and a silver, I mean that is extraordinary. Uh, you, you you are amazing. That that is that's incredible. That is mental toughness uh, the likes of which I, I can't remember hearing about um, before. What a turnaround! Um, no wonder you. No wonder you see. You've told us you're on top of the world, Rowan, um, mate. The the I'd love to get a, a look inside and you've probably given us a um an insight into this already but just the camaraderie that exists uh we hear about it um with the olympians and and sports people meeting that would have never crossed paths at any stage of their life um but it, it, what's the the camaraderie factor like uh from from the Paralympians point of view so Amongst the team,
0: everyone's had their own challenges to go through. And I think in some ways that brings us together. But it's not just in Australia, but I think with all the other countries around the world that are competing here at the Paralympics, the reality is that like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, even for people that have been to multiple games because it's on an odd year and we're dealing with this weird little virus thing that's going around. Mm. So Australia has been extremely lucky in some ways by how good we have had it compared to other countries that have had tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of cases a day or whatever. And, like,
1: there's
0: a lot of people that have had to go through a lot to get here. And the reality is we're all competitors, but we're only competitors until we touch the wall. And, like, it's just sport as well. Like, we're all human. We all have to deal with a lot of stuff. And one thing that I think is amazing with the Paralympics is everyone realizes that and understands that. And as soon as the race is done... Like you're there to cheer for your team, like for your teammates and for your opponents. You're happy for them if they win. You're upset for them if they didn't do a good time. Like it, it's just that kind of camaraderie that no matter what, like we're all human. We're all we're all going through it together, you know.
1: Mate, I've had you for a lot longer than we thought, but I I almost don't want the chat to end. Uh, the nickname magnet. This is my last question for you. Explain to me the nickname magnet, please, Rowan Cruthers.
0: So magnet or magnet brain is because my my dad used to be a water polo player when he was a kid. Yeah. So, of course, wanting to be just like my dad, I played a little bit of water polo. And my head kept getting hit by the water polo balls, <laughs> Like, by no intention, my head would just get in the way all of the time. So all of the other water polo players were like, oh, Rowan, your head's like a magnet and everything. So then I kind of just got called magnet while I played. And then I stopped, and no one on the swim team really calls me Magnet, but some of my other mates still give, it, give me a bit of a heckle with all that, and it's my name on Twitter, and it, it's, just, it's just funny. You know, you've you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, and that's one way that I do that.
1: Uh, that's brilliant, mate. Uh, you, you've, you've claimed the name and you've owned it, uh, and you've owned these Olympics too. Um, now, any other events? I, I couldn't see that you've got any more coming, but I, I had a, a hunch that you might have had one or two more. Yeah, so I'm done now,
0: which means, yep. like, my job in the pool's done. But now I've got to be, like, a gold medalist cheerleader, pretty much. Yes. And, you know, sing my heart out for the rest of the Aussies and get them up there and, you know, be happy for them when they win their medals or be there to console them when they don't swim so well. Like, that's what I'm here to do now is to just be a good sport.
1: This is my last question. How have the phone calls, the video chats been with mum and dad?
0: Oh, wonderful. I haven't been able to chat to them too much because, honestly, I've been so busy or just tired. Um, but I, I love mum and dad. Like I love them to bits. I remember the first team that I ever did, I got grounded coming home because I didn't call them for the entire, <laughs> like, three weeks. A uh, little 14, 15-year-old kid thinking, oh, you know, mum and dad, you don't know anything. But, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love
0: them so much. I've got all the time in the world for them now. Um, and they're just the most amazing people.
1: That's beautiful. Uh, This has been um, extraordinary to chat to you, mate. I thank you so much uh, for sharing the experience with us. Congratulations on what you've achieved and the way in which you've been able to achieve it. It is truly inspirational. And uh, celebrate, enjoy, um, and we'll catch up with you again soon, I hope. But thanks again. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much.